Thank you for joining me for another Grateful Living with Reverend Lucretia. Today's talk is called The ABCs of Love, and we will be talking about setting the correct priorities for who to love first and foremost. When I was growing up, there was a song that was sung by Al Jarreau titled Teach Me Tonight that was supposed to help me with the elusive question of what love is all about. What I have come to understand after all these years is that I had my priorities backwards. I was pretty clear about what the three most important parts were, God, yourself, and others, but I clearly had the order of importance screwed up. It was not until after I had been around for a while that I came to understand that God even tells the correct order, is love God first, then love others as you would love yourself. Love God is mentioned in scripture 145 times, and the command to love thy neighbor as thyself is referred to at least nine times with my favorite being Mark 12:30, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no command greater than these. I had it wrong. I loved everybody else before myself, and I'm pretty sure that the nature of my relationships reflected that. See, the problem is, if you don't love yourself enough, it's pretty hard to love anyone else. But let's go back to the love God part. In New Thought, we believe that God lives outside us, inside us, and all around us. And there is nowhere that we can go that God is not. So if we can get that part right, we should theoretically be good to go. But growing up, I didn't know all that. I went to a non-denominational Christian church in New York City, the Riverside Church, and it was a grand and magnificent structure, and I learned a ton about diversity there. I spent all my Christmas and Easter holidays there, and I was enthralled with the music and the pageant of it all. Then I found St. John the Divine Church, also on the Upper West Side. I loved that church. I mean, I really loved that church. It was ornate and colorful and dark and cold. Sometimes there was music flowing out of the organ, and sometimes the choir was rehearsing, and that was magnificent. Most of the time you could hear a pin drop. I spent hundreds of hours just sitting there. That is where I felt really close to God. I felt for sure that he was in that place, the smells of the incense and the vastness and the smaller chapels that you could go in that surrounded the main nave. All of those were holy places for me. I felt safe there and loved and serene. And when it was quiet, I was so glad for the silence. When other people came in, you could hear their footsteps echoing for a long time before they got close enough that you had to acknowledge their presence. Most people were very respectful of the silence and you never had to make excuses for sitting there for as long as you wanted while you appeared to be doing nothing. I wasn't doing nothing. I was talking to God and listening for his answers and feeling as though I could finally let down my guard and let go of any pretense that I was okay when I wasn't. I loved God deeply, but I didn't get the part about God living inside me until much later on. For the first few decades of my life, I just tried to communicate with God as best as I could and focus and found immense solace in the effort. So I was pretty good with the loving God part. Then I ran up against the loving other people part and my experience was not that good. I had learned that loving other people meant pleasing them, trying to keep them happy and being vigilant about trying to interpret what it was that they needed or wanted from me so I could meet those demands and not be left out in the cold. So the strange journey began of people pleasing, which in no way, shape or form is actually about loving people. I didn't know a thing about loving people for who they were. 
I tried to make them happy and meet their needs so I would be okay. I tried to fill all the holes that they were leaking out of, because if they fell apart, I wouldn't have a chance of surviving. It has taken so much work to figure out how to truly love people, and though I still have a ton to learn, I am much clearer that loving people is about accepting who they are with all their quirks, flaws, and wonderful character traits. And as I alluded to before, I was nowhere near being able to love others until I figured out how to love myself. And that took lots of years of therapy and recovery and writing and praying and learning from decades of mistakes. I first had to be able to love myself with all my faults. I had to figure out who I was. I mean, who I really was, no crap, just the real deal. What matters to me and what makes me feel comfortable living in my own skin. I had to accept that not only am I not perfect, but I never will be, and I was never supposed to be. I had to accept that I will have good days and bad days, and some days I will be wonderful, loving, kind, and funny, and some days I will be totally shut down and unable to communicate authentically with anyone. I had to accept that I will disappoint others, and I will disappoint myself, and as long as I keep moving forward and am determined to learn the lessons and do it differently next time, it will all be okay. So I did all the work, and then I came to the next step, that was understanding that God, the creative force, was actively living in me if I just let him, and that my job was to express that God, creative, love, self, to the best of my ability. And that wasn't easy work either. I think of it like I am a pipe, and my job is to make sure the pipe is clean on the inside and the outside so that I have made it as easy as humanly possible to have God flowing through me. I have to have a clean outside, which means eating well, and sleeping enough, and keeping a clean house where I am safe and comfortable, and getting some amount of exercise, and taking care of the physical properties of this human organism. And I have to keep the inside clean, and that means praying and meditating, and for me, reading a lot. So I am constantly putting in new ideas, and writing, so I'm using the muscles in my brain. Doing that allows thoughts to flow freely, and words to come easily, which accurately express the ideas I'm trying to connect with. So now that I've got the loving myself part down to where I understand what I am responsible for, now comes the letting go and letting God part. If I have done my work well, I can feel when God flows through me. I invite that energy in and ask for help and guidance and inspiration. And when it all comes together, I am healthy and happy and whole and loving myself comes easily. Then comes part three, the loving your neighbor as yourself part. It turns out that is a little more complicated. Romans 13, 9 says, The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are all summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If, in fact, God lives in you, through you, and as you, then God lives in all your neighbors as well. And so the job becomes seeing the God in all the other people, as well as seeing the God in you. That is hard work. I mean, I don't get to judge or compare or be jealous or envious. I don't get to put them on a pedestal or put them down as somehow being less than. It means that I have to understand that they have a right to their own beliefs and they may not match mine at all. It means that the God in them is just as valid as the God in me. Trust me, I don't get it right lots of the time. I need to constantly remind myself 
that I have no right to judge and that I need to treat everybody with respect and dignity. Come on, that's hard work. As a human being, there are people that just rub me the wrong way and I don't understand their priorities or their choices and I can't comprehend why they would do the things that they do. There are days when I am really good at loving my neighbor as myself and there are days when I need to just stay inside my little cave, but I can tell you this, at least intellectually, I understand the principles now. At least I have not got it backwards, like I did before when I thought loving people was just about keeping them happy, even if it meant keeping me miserable. I have learned the lesson of acceptance much more than I ever thought I would. I understand about imperfection in myself, and I am therefore okay with it in others as well. I live my life in a constant state of gratitude, and I recognize all the grace that I've been given. That fills my heart so much that it is easier to love in what I perceive to be the proper order. A, love God. B, love yourself. And C, love other people. I know that God lives in me and everyone else, and that gives me great peace. Remember at all times, the power is in you. It always has been, and it always will be. And so it is. If you like this, please go to my website, lostinsideministry.com, to see all of the other information that I have and to listen to my podcast, as well as my YouTube station for lostinsideministry.com. Thank you so much. I send you on your way with many blessings.